Uh, Wait, what? No. <laughs> All of my friends were convinced that it was someone catfishing me. Because yeah, yeah. we've been talking for so long. 100%. Hey, you're listening to Shots and Thoughts, a podcast all about life, dating, and relationships as a 30-something. I'm Olivia. I'm Amy. And I'm Ashley. I'm like, why are you clapping? They're just excited. (laughs) They're just happy. And just a reminder, we're all adults here, so drink responsibly. Welcome back to another episode of Shots and Thoughts. How are we doing? Hot. Yeah, it's a a hot one. I'm kind of over summer. It's way too warm. (laughs) Amy, we live in a place. Yeah, we live in a place where you can't say that. We have to appreciate the warm weather while we have it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate winter. No. (laughs) No, that's just blasphemy. Nope. Mm Nope. I have been watching, or at least trying to watch around my crazy schedule, my favorite reality show of all time, which you guys know is Married at First Sight. And for those of you who don't watch it quite as religiously as I do, the first primary episode is like getting a little bit more background information about each of the people who get matched. They tell their family and friends that they're going to get married at first sight. They like go dress and tuck shopping and blah, blah, blah. And what's been really interesting to me is trying to assess if I think these people are going to stay together or get divorced. And the things that they say, some of them don't seem like things that actually make sense for like a lasting relationship. So as an example, there's this pair of people, they're both kind of like neat freak OCD in their own way. And both of them have said like, hey, I really think I need someone who's going to be a little bit more flexible than I am. But I actually don't think that's what they need. I think they need someone who's at their same level. Because if you get matched with someone who's more chill, if they leave a mess, that's going to drive you nuts or vice versa. If you're like hyper organized and they don't want to live that way. That doesn't make sense. So I guess what I kind of wanted to talk about today is, do you think people always know what's best for them? Any examples in your own life or things that you've seen even on some of the other shows that we've watched? What what are your thoughts? I'd say no. I don't think people know. I mean, I think you can know big things, um, things like maybe religion or where you want to live. Like those are big life altering things, Mm -hmm. but the day-to-day stuff, like you said, like they're clean freaks, or if you're type a personality, I don't think people really know until they experience it because I never would have guessed that I would end up with my fiance. For example, you both know, I think that my ex on paper was perfect. Yeah. Was a a great example of looking at someone on paper and being like, yep. Okay. We match everything matches. We're perfect together. And that obviously did not work out my fiance now. And I, I would not have thought that I would have said like, no, him and I are not going to be compatible because we're so opposite on some things like the, um, type a personality or like risk adverse versus someone who's really risky risk taking those Mm -hmm. types of things. I just wouldn't have thought 
we were a match on, but ultimately we are a great match and we do definitely complement each other. It's those big things that we kind of knew we were similar on it and the other person needed to be, but sure. Yeah, the, yeah. the little day-to-day stuff, not so much. Yeah. I feel like people have kind of blinders on too, and they're not as, I don't know, they don't see everything. So like they could think that this is what they, they want, what this is what they need, but I mean, they're just so focused on one little thing. They don't see the rest and see why it may not be a great thing for them. Right. Right. Well, and like another example from this show, one of the couples did actually get married and before the ceremony, they exchange gifts. And so the gift she got from him was like a home and away jersey and like a couple other things. And she was like, oh my God, the experts totally screwed up. I don't want someone who's interested in sports at all. I wanted a brilliant mind. But what she didn't realize is those two things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. You can be a nerd and you can also really like sports. And after they got married, they were like really hitting it off right away. And she was like, you know, I get that there's like multiple layers to this person, but I think it can be so easy to write somebody off for certain attributes that are unnecessary. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. That um, that sounds judgmental. That's right? not, that's not just a, Hey, I don't think we're compatible. That's a, an, I'm judging you because you like sports and assuming you're a dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> that's, just yeah. True. That's, not, that's not fair. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a really good point. Like what if like knowing like Ashley was in pageants, like what if people just assumed she was blonde and ditzy and like, She's very smart and very good at her job. Like, there's a lot more to Ashley than just a beauty <laughs> Thank you yes. so much, Amy. Thank you so much. But yeah, that's a very good point. Like, if you're t- looking at stereotypes too, that's like a whole different thing. Right. Well, that actually has me wondering, if you had been on the apps, do you think you would have advertised yourself that way? Would you have put up pageant photos? Would you have said that in your description? Or would have you kind of left that out? Yes, we were talking about this in the car the other day, Olivia and I were. Really? (laughs) Ashley never did the apps. Like, we were just wondering. It was mind-boggling to us how you made it through without ever being on an app. It's really just not fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before, and that's a separate conversation. The fact that I would just lecture men on the apps constantly, and so it just would not be good for anybody. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would steer away from the pageant stuff because of those stereotypes that go along with it. I would not want to assume in a situation when it comes to dating, I would not want to assume people to assume those stereotypes about me. Mm-hmm. Although I do love being an anti-stereotype where right. like someone's like, oh, I, I didn't expect you to be like that. Like, I do love that, that moment of people being like, oh, you're not quite what I expected. But in a like the dating fact that situation, Amy was in a sorority, which is a fact that yeah. still boggles my mind. <laughs> yep, exactly. Or like, I don't know, the one I get all the time is like, I don't know, some guys have a thing for Asians, which I find really weird, but whatever to each their own. But it's like, I'm like the least Asian person you'll ever meet. Like, <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure for some of the guys I went out with that, like they were looking for like an Asian person 
I was not it. Right. Exactly. I just look Asian, but everything else is non-Asian. Well, and I think it's hard too. We're kind of going off on a tangent here, but I like where this is going. Using the apps kind of forces you to be a little bit judgmental, especially if you're like a woman looking at men on the apps. Cause I feel like there's a ton of availability and you have a ton of opportunity for matches and you can't talk to everybody. You have to whittle it down somehow. So then you find these reasons that may not be very good reasons to kind of screen people out kind of as a way to hear, I will hopefully not waste my time by just saying no to this person for X reason right off the get go. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. What if they're just terrible at writing their profiles? I mean, think about what if they're like a, the greatest like guy ever, but they just can't manage to write a profile that would be like appealing to but women. But then are you swiping yes to everybody? Yeah. This Amy, know. this is why we need to do our what not to write on dating dating apps show, TV show that we've mentioned yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. where we go help people. Not that we know best, but maybe we should just have like a whole episode on that. We should take a couple examples, see if we can get a couple friends to give us their profiles and see if we can do a trial run of, of seeing if we can help them out. Mm-hmm. Not, not that we know best. Like, I don't think that we could help or improve someone like Olivia's profile. It's those guys who like, just don't know what they're doing. Like you said, your brother just put up a picture like, yeah. right. Well, and it's also getting like the female perspective too, mm-hmm. that I don't think they yeah. understand. <laughs> So Ashley, you had kind of mentioned like some of the like risk-taking qualities. Maybe those were things that you would have said, like someone who's a total risk taker is probably not a good fit for me. Any other things that you've kind of learned over the years or um, Amy from other like relationships that you've had, things that you... Yeah. I, I mean, with my fiance now, it's kind of funny. I am definitely an introvert. And someone who, if left to my own devices, would probably spend the majority of my time at home, alone, reading, watching a show. And every once in a while, an extrovert friend like Olivia would be like, let's go out. And I'll be like, okay. So I always thought I wanted someone kind of like me so that I wasn't feeling constant pressure to go out. Mm -hmm. Um, But my fiance is actually quite the opposite. He's very social. um, And it is a good, it's a good pressure to go out and see people. And he is um, extroverted enough to make plans and I'll just go along with it. And I always thought I would hate that, but I actually don't, I actually really like it. The fact that he's the one to make plans and stuff. So that's like an example of something that I thought I didn't want. Right. And then I, I met my fiance and I was like, Oh wait, I didn't have that. Right. Like I got that wrong. Right. You guys balance each other out really well. Yeah. I did see a meme that was like, um, as someone said that, men, why do you date, why introverted men, why do you date extroverted women? Which in our case, it's the opposite, but it's still, it's funny. And the guy responds, um, well, somebody has got to tell the waiter that I ordered mashed potatoes and I didn't get them and I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm too shy. I don't want to bother anybody. I'm not going to do it. So I had to date someone who would do it for me. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I hate calling and ordering food from restaurants and stuff. I hate it. I don't know why. It just it makes me cringe the entire time. So he does it every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Amy, what about you? I don't know. I always wanted someone that was 
more outgoing than I am because I'm definitely an introvert, but I still like going out and doing things and not just necessarily being home all the time. So it's trying to find that balance because I feel like, well, and also because of COVID, my boyfriend doesn't really want to go out and do things ever. So it's like, I don't know, it's find a balance or just doing stuff without him, which we're okay doing stuff on our own, like without each other. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's super interesting. Like you two are both introverts and that works for you guys. And Ashley, you kind of needed somebody mm-hmm. to balance you out and that works for you guys. Yeah. That is definitely interesting. I yeah. think it's hard though. Like you spend a lot of time dating and you know, giving certain personality types a try, and you think you have a framework for what you need. Right. That might be totally, totally off base. Yeah, maybe just everybody needs to just be open to the idea that you might not get what you think you need. I, the, probably the biggest thing too, with my fiance and I is he is so loud and obnoxious in public. Like he is just a bolsterous <laughs> person is. and I am not. And I always thought that I'd be so embarrassed by that, but he does a good job of being loud in a situation. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. And he's like, why? Like in this circumstance, why is that embarrassing? And I'll be like, I don't have an answer for that in this circumstance when we're playing softball mm-hmm. and it's a game and it's an appropriate time. There is no reason for me to be so, uh, I don't know, put together and like professional. He's like, let loose, calm down. <laughs> and it's <laughs> just a good. good, it's a good balance. Yeah. That's too funny. Well, I will definitely be watching married at first sight this season to kind of see like does my prediction that that's actually going to be a really good factor for this particular couple, the fact that they're both a little bit more regimented and type A and kind of neat freaks. I think that that's going to be good, but we'll see. I'm ready to I'm curious. Keep us posted. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Also, side note, where do you watch this show on? Like what streaming service or channel? So it's on Lifetime. So I have the app and I log in with my parents' cable information. Ah, <laughs> there it is. Okay. Okay. Yes. I do think that if you um, like watch it within the week after it airs, you can probably do it for free on the app, but I'll like live stream it if I can. So, but it's a really fun show and they do have some of the old seasons on Netflix. So highly recommend it it's just kind of a fun game to play and with like my friend one of my friends who watches it with me and my sister they actually post a bracket of like do you think people are going to stay married or get divorced so we say always after the first episode we have to mark down our guesses and see who's right at the end of the year (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's a lot of fun yes Well, in the spirit of playing games, I think we should do some (laughs) 60-second sips. Let's do it. Would you swipe, yes or no, for a guy who wants the first date to be a double date? Sure. Yeah, I'd say yes. Okay, let's do a part two on that one. (laughs) What if he wants the first date to be a double date with his dad and his dad's new girlfriend? No. No. (laughs) okay would you swipe yes or no if he has facial piercings eyebrow middle of the nose big old lip ring yeah i'd swipe yes and see where it took me wow (laughs) open-minded would you swipe yes or no if he is 
six years younger than you. How old am I? Like now? Yes. <laughs> like now, yes. now I might say yes, but if I were 26, I'd say no. In your 30s. Okay. Same. In my 30s, then yes. 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 Okay. What if, what if he's eight years younger? I don't know. <laughs> Amy? Um, I don't know either. Uh, I probably That's not an answer. Say that might be too far. No. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna sneak in one more since you guys hemmed and hawed so much about these. <laughs> he has multiple grammatical errors on his profile. No. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> it's right. not that hard to right? like, try. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. All right, I got. A couple of drinks out of you guys. Got a couple. Got I have a, couple. a question for you. Yeah. Where did the uh, dad question yeah. come from? Is that from personal experience? What happened? Tell us everything. It is not from personal experience, but I saw somebody uh. else post about it online and I was oh, like, okay. oh, oh, good God. No, thank okay. you. I don't think ever would that be okay, especially not a first date, but ever. No. Yeah, that's a little awkward. Yeah. All right. Well, the next thing I want to talk about is the fact that we all have been, I feel like, crazy busy lately. Mm-hmm. Amy, you're doing the job of like three people. <laughs> I'm trying to make it through my surgery rotation. Ashley, you've got a lot going on with the house and with your job and everything. So I just wanted to ask, how are you guys taking care of yourself? And I'm asking this. I'm totally just like going to be blunt about it. Because this has got to be the most irritating thing that my therapist asks me on a monthly basis. I know this question is coming. And every time I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 I go for a walk with my dog. I don't know. <laughs> so clearly I'm terrible at this. Teach me what you're doing. Or here's your reminder that you need to take care of yourselves too. Yeah. Well, I mean, lately I've been wearing a headband with cat ears that Amy got me (laughs) and doing face masks. (laughs) Love that. Amy, what about you? Um, I try to have time where, so I'm working from home. I'm going to be working from home probably the rest of my life. And I, it's just me making sure I can separate my work time from my home time because I mean, sometimes it's, I'm working out my living room. Sometimes I'm in my office. I just need to like, especially being salaried, technically I can work all the time, Mm. whether I should be or not. So it's just making sure that I am not checking emails. I'm not responding to things past a certain point in time and just be able to focus on non-work-related things so I end up watching a lot of tv like I'm currently working my way through the old gossip girl yes yeah I like that though like setting those boundaries is super important it's hard to do especially like you said like you've got kind of this nebulous of work versus home life and being salaried it's like you know you don't really turn it off necessarily unless you draw that line 
Yeah. I think yeah. the best way for me to turn my brain off like that and get away from work and try to take care of myself is reading or listening to books. Mm. One of the things that I think taking care of myself is, is like staying on top of stupid chores. If mm. I don't stay on top of them, I just feel so chaotic. So even when I'm super busy, I try to stay on top of them and I stay on top of them by listening to a book while I try to get them done. And all of that just kind of helps me check out and then feel more prepared for the rest of the stuff going on in my life. Yeah. I don't know if your therapist would accept that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, she probably would. That, that seems um, like something she would approve of. I have been thinking like, I used to do a lot of listening to podcasts, whether that was like while I was walking Milo or on my commute or whatever, it was just like a really good way to check out in a deeper way than you can do with music. In my opinion, like you get wrapped mm -hmm. up in this crazy true crime story and I'm somewhere else. And I feel like I really need to bring that back just because it was mm -hmm. a good way to shut off my brain, which I don't feel like I get to do very much anymore because I go do my clinical and then I have to come home and study. So I don't look like a moron the next day and it doesn't really turn off. Yeah. I think working out is important too. I've been doing that a lot more. I've spent probably a year of really not doing much of anything with work being crazy, COVID being crazy, I was still living in the condo. So I didn't have space to work out and I didn't mm -hmm. have a gym to go to. And I just started doing that again. And I really, really think it's helped me for me personally. It's something that I, I forgot how much I enjoyed. Yeah, I agree. Like that's one thing I've been doing is trying to take better care of myself. So I've been like trying to eat healthier. And then I also purchased a smart trainer for my stationary bike so Ooh. I can um, use the Zwift app which is like it's kind of like a video game that your bike will sync up to and now that I have the smart trainer for it like if I'm going up a hill in the game it'll change the resistance so it's like <sighs> I'm actually like and I, you have like a little avatar and everything so I'm excited to get that all set up so I can actually log in and play because like I had the app before but it was the trainer that I had on my stationary bike only could do one resistance at a time that I had to set physically. Yeah. And so it hmm. just wasn't the same riding around in this imaginary world where at the same resistance the whole time. Yeah. I want to try this. This sounds like a cool experience. Oh, yeah. Once I have it set up, you guys are more than welcome to come over and try it out. It's pretty cool. And we'll be there. I think foster animals too. Like, oh, yeah is kind of self-care for myself by taking care of other things. I don't know. It helps having a routine and something to focus on. That's, I don't know. It's always there. Yeah. Cause some of these animals are, have not left. They've been here like three months. Some of them. <laughs> I think they're mine now. <laughs> I think I can understand that to kind of a lesser degree, like having Milo around. It's a excuse to get outside a few times a day. He like absolutely hilariously loves being out on the balcony. So then I'm out there with him getting some fresh air. Um, I don't know. That does help. Mm -hmm. does hate those sandhill cranes though <laughs> he does oh my god this apartment complex is surrounded by a nature preserve um which basically just means swamp i think because we've also seen a snapping turtle and i almost hit a deer the other day and we've got turkeys what else have i seen lots of stuff wow. um but there's these sandhill cranes that just like hang out in the parking lot and Milo just really doesn't want them to be there. <laughs>
Also, the mosquitoes are terrible when I walk in at night, which really sucks. Sorry, this is a tangent, but um, (laughs) because it's a swamp and it's been like so hot and humid, I will, it'll be 90 degrees still and I'll put like full pants and a sweatshirt on to just protect myself and they'll bite my face. I will come in Uh, and I will have mosquito (gasps) bites on my face. No. You need like mosquito netting. You just like drape (laughs) over yourself to walk around in. I do. Oh my God. Can you wear like a full mosquito net head (gasps) to toe and it looks like a ghost? (laughs) I mean, I went two different places with this. She says beekeeper suit. I said, you look like a ghost. (laughs) Hey, I'm okay with whatever as long as it keeps these mosquitoes away because they're really bad. Really bad. Yeah. But I also don't want to put on bug spray and then smell like bug spray when I go to bed. Anyway, anyway, any other good self-care tips? Anything you're going to personally recommit to for self-care now that we've had this conversation? No. (laughs) Yeah, nothing else that I can think of from what we (laughs) talked about. No, that's one thing like with the pandemic is not setting myself too many like to-do lists or like kind of like things I have to get done I'm like I'm home all the time now and it's like you know what there are things that are not as important it's not life or death like I'm not gonna die if I don't get this thing done and it's just like don't stress myself out about them like it's it'll be there tomorrow it'll be there next week yeah I don't have to yeah I don't have to do it right now so like cutting myself some slack, I guess is helping. Yeah. Yeah. Giving yourself permission to take the pressure off. Yeah. Oh, those are good tips. Ashley, (laughs) I want you to post the cat ears. Um, Oh no. Amy, (laughs) I want you to post that app that you're using for your bike riding. Cause that sounds like a lot of fun. So (laughs) now I've given you two homework. Oh man. (laughs) I'll All get right. to it next week. Yes. <laughs> in in the spirit of uh self-care, one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy is giving myself permission to take a freaking nap if I need it. So are we too old for nap time? I don't think so, but it's hard for me to nap. Like once I'm awake, I'm awake until bedtime. Like if the dogs wake me up at 5.30 a.m., I'm I'm up until 10.30, 11 at night. Occasionally, I'll just, like, be sitting and completely just fall asleep, but I'll wake up <laughs> within, like, 10 minutes, and I'll be completely refreshed. So I guess, does that count as a nap? It's An not accidental. on purpose. It just, yeah, yeah there's it, accidental naps for sure. <laughs> it just happens. Is it narcolepsy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say never. We're never too old for naps. I've never been a great napper, but sometimes you need them. And I had one before we started talking here and it was wonderful. So I also apologize for the dog squeaky toy in the background. (laughs) That, that foster thing that you mentioned a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening in the background right now for you. (laughs) Yes, She's a puppy and she loves her squeaky duck toy. (laughs) Yes. I'm a total fan of the power nap. Sometimes you just need a little refresh. I don't even really have to feel like I fall asleep. Just enough to get those batteries recharged a little bit and I'm good to go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for another great episode, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ShotsThoughtsPod and Twitter at ShotsThoughts. And if you're enjoying these episodes, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Cheers! Cheers.